Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by millions, James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by millions, Steve Dash Rinko Gin joints in all the towns and all the world, he had to walk into mine. <laughs> James Breakwell, the unicorn. And I suppose all the problems of two people like us don't amount to a hill of beans in this crazy place called YouTube, but we'll always have wrong and wronger. <laughs> so play it again. Go back through our library and hit play. James, here's looking at you, kid. And he is a kid. He is just a small unicorn in a giant world. But James, we have an Olivas Breakwell marathon scheduled for tonight. And I'm just curious, how are you handling all of this? Me? There has been some drinking going on. And by some, I mean a lot. <laughs> I, uh, I bought I, I got like 35 bottles of whiskey the other day at a super discount price and I have a feeling I'm gonna oh need all of them like the, the amount of alcohol God. I need to, to tolerate you is surprisingly close to the amount it takes to kill a person so we'll see we'll see if I can walk that fine line we got wrong and wronger right now we got 10 minutes coming up in a little bit and then james is gonna be a guest on my other show the commute and that one's like a 45 minute interview it is a jam session tonight my friend Woo! it's where we're how, how many minutes in are we <laughs> <This> is, <laughs> i can tell you're excited <laughs> What do you got going on behind you in all of your excitement? What is that all well, about? Well, I, I tried to set up a green screen. I don't know if I can get the lighting quite right with what I have now. So I think this is too dark. I was trying to uh, adjust the lighting a second ago. And I'm pretty sure I look like I'm in one of those hostage videos right now. Like there's a bright light <laughs> shining in my face and everything's dark around me. And I'm supposed to read a prepared message. Which, you know, being stuck in a podcast with you is very close to being a hostage anyway. So it won't require much acting. So, uh... So thanks for setting the mood, I well, guess. You're always good for that. <laughs> if you start blinking Morse code, people will have to decipher what the message is going to be. And I think it's going to be, Olivas is awesome. Olivas is awesome. You know, you know when Olivas wasn't yeah. awesome, though, is last week. You want to talk about the results from last week, Steve? I don't, uh, I don't, I do not English. I... <laughs> it was like a two to one thumping. I, I believe our intern said it was the most decisive victory in the history of not just wrong and wronger, but of the history of democracy in general. Going all the way back to ancient Athens, never has there been such a drubbing of two candidates in a, in a free election. So, so here's what happened. I had charcoal. I won over the population. Everybody loved me. Steve got like four votes total as opposed to last week when he got four votes for the victory. So <laughs> things kind of balanced out this week. I, I'm good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to revel it up. I'm surprised you came back this, Steve, on, this week, Steve. Honestly, uh, it was, it was quite, quite the humiliation. You know, this is why we call them interns, because they haven't really reached expert status to where they know what the heck they're doing. And so they just get like a big lump of data dropped into their laps, and they're supposed to decipher what it all means. And with the calculus and the algorithms and all of the extreme amount of work that goes into preparing the poll results, I don't think they're anywhere near accurate. Somebody from MIT is going to have to look them over, and that's going to take time. All right. Well, 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 we're waiting for the supercomputer to decide that I beat you by 200 votes. <laughs> what are we going to argue about tonight? 
tonight. And this is the podcast where we argue about things that don't mean nothing to nobody, but we've got seven people picked out, hand-selected, that are going to be swooning on our every word. And tonight, Breakwell, we're arguing a fashion statement with men. This was suggested by one of our listeners, and the topic will be cargo shorts. Should men wear them? Yeah, but this, this, as we are both dads, this is near and dear to our hearts. This is a high stakes debate. But before we jump into it, I would like to compliment you because that is what we do. Because oh, we do have to compliment. We, we are Holy cow. gentlemen yes. and scholars. At least one of us is. I don't know what you are, but I would like to compliment you on continuing to lower the bar in the hat department. Every week, I think Wh- you what? have you have come up with the worst possible hat you could find. There is no lower hat. This is rock bottom, <laughs> and from here we will go up. And then you dig through your massive hat collection, and you find something else. Like I think the whole reason you moved to that new mansion is just so you had more room for hats so i really i am not eager to see what is out there lurking in the depths we're at like episode like 103 or 104 now and i thought i'd seen the worst of it but you know by by 200 i'm sure that your hats will be crafted by like satan himself like this is satan's fedora just go put it on so so kudos Satan's to you. fedora yeah. i like that probably very flame retardant. Uh, I was going to do Indiana Jones mm-hmm. with this hat, but I didn't think that he had a distinctive enough style of speaking for me to pull it off <laughs> and have everyone know what the heck I was doing. Wait, wait. So are, I went bogey. Are you are you assuming that people normally know what the heck you're doing? Is, is that what we're going with here? Absolutely. <laughs> are you kidding? I just put five short video clips up on my Twitter feed of different characters from the annals of Wrong and Wrong are doing little <laughs> one-minute videos because I just love them. It's just a fantastic outlet for all of this personality that I've got, Jay. I'm kind of glad you do them at the start because that way we have a scapegoat for our continued lack of success. Like every time I wonder why <laughs> nobody listens, I just look at the intro and I'm like, oh, that explains everything. This is not my fault. So thank you for that. Well, I want to compliment you, James, on crafting an island of Dr. Moreau up there in Indianapolis <laughs> because you apparently have pigs that have reached a state of sentience. Yes. And they can now undo safes. They can crack the code of a Mercedes Benz. They don't need the key to get into them. They can get around the security system. I'm fairly certain one of your two pigs has hacked the Pentagon. James, what are you doing with these animals? I was warned that pigs were smart, but they lulled me into a false sense of security. I thought we had the house pig-proofed, and then one of them figured out how to open cabinets with her snout. And uh, it was a disaster, and she saved her for Father's Day morning when she knew I would be sleeping in. I, pigs, <laughs> pigs are smart, and they use all of that intelligence for evil. So just be warned. If you do see a pig uh, you know, cracking into a Mercedes and driving around, it's me. Uh, it's mine. Please return her to the rightful owner. Actually, you know what? No, don't. Just let her go. <laughs> if she gets that far, it's better off that she's out there on her own. Lola will have changed the locks by the time that car pulls back into your driveway. <laughs> All right, so the obligatory compliments have been taken care of, and I'm still holding my my cigarette prop here for my Bogart. And uh, I've got the Guam Quarter of Fate. It is uh, tarnished and old like me, but what shall the two sides represent for you, James Breakwell? All right, so heads, cargo shorts are good. Tails, cargo shorts are bad. 
Ooh, heads is good, tails is bad. All right, it is up, it is down, and it is tails tonight. It is on Guam, and you have cargo shorts are bad. That's good, because this accurately reflects my current stage in life. For a while, I admit, I wore cargo shorts. Everybody wore cargo shorts. They were what was in. But fashion moves forward, and the fact is, men don't need to carry around purses on their legs. We just don't need that much stuff. You know, follow Marie Kondo, get rid of some stuff. Like, what do you need? You need your keys, you need your wallet, you need your phone. That's it. What are you going to do with all these excess, you know, pockets? You know, you're not Bear Grylls out there surviving in the wild. And even Bear Grylls doesn't need those pockets. He just got a pocket knife. He just goes and stabs stuff and he carves, you know, he carves a pickaxe out of a full grown tree and he's good to go. He doesn't need to carry a bunch of survival gear in pockets. Like Thor. Yeah, I mean, the only thing you're going to use them for is like if you're going into a movie theater, you're trying to sneak in snacks, and then you're just, you're hurting the theater, you're making those snacks all gross and, gross and melty, everybody around you is going to wonder what's going on as they see you like, you know, chomping on a solid brick of sugar melted together. It's, it's just going to be gross. Just don't do it. <laughs> if you think you have something you need to put in your cargo shorts, leave it at home. And here's another thing. This is, this is probably my biggest pet peeve with cargo shorts from my cargo short phase. Uh, they stick out. And it's real easy to catch them on corners of things, especially if you're a little bit taller like I am. I know you're hobbit heights. So you probably never ran into this. But I would all the time. <laughs> I yeah, I would catch those pockets on like the like doors, the, the latch on doors, or I would on, on cabinets, the knobs sticking out or the corners of the table. And it, it just jerks you backwards. It knocks you out of your momentum of what you were doing. And it's just, it's, it's the worst. So don't, uh, don't wear cargo pants. <laughs> I heard a little bit of commotion going on in the background, oh, which is why you had to awake. cut off your argument. <laughs> well, okay, clo close your door. This is an important podcast going on right now. She, she, the kids do not appreciate the well. It's, it's half important. The, the side that she can hear is very important. Luckily, she can't hear Steve at all right now. You know what she's screaming about right now? It's that dad still wears cargo shorts. I've been to your house, James. I've seen your attire. You are not a picture of sartorial splendor, save for one article of clothing, and that is those cargo shorts. Cargo shorts, you call them a purse, and I think in this day and age, what kind of pejorative is that? James Breakwell, shame on you. <laughs> what they are is an updated version of the fanny pack, and everybody knows how useful the fanny packs were, especially for dads, but those cargo shorts, man, you can fit a week's worth of hot dogs in some of those side pockets, and I have pulled food out and surprised my family because <laughs> it's like my son will be like, does anybody have food? And I'll have like a bag of Doritos in one of the pockets it's a fantastic way to carry around stuff what is this and you know what is the state of those doritos though after it's been on your thigh all day is it just dorito James, dust listen everything gets put in those front pockets i don't <laughs> butt dial people because i keep the phone in the front i think you can do the math on what i'm saying here and everything stays intact those side pockets like unless you walk into cabinets because you have the the relative dexterity of like frankenstein uh, Nothing is going to bang into those things. And I'll tell you this, too. Those side pockets are secure. Like, you can put anything in and button it down, and it's not going to slip out of your pants. How <laughs> out of your pockets, sorry. How many times, don't even pay attention to what I'm saying. How many times have you gotten into your car, and you sit down with, like, a pair of gym shorts, and your wallet slides out between the seat and the center console, and then you got to dig around from the back seat, and one of your kids gets a hold of it, goes on a spending spree, go lets the Russians hack your credit cards? No, with those side pockets pockets in that button or that velcro it is safe and secure and the last argument in favor of cargo shorts which i know you'll agree with because you're probably literally wearing a pair of them right now <laughs> i am not <laughs> how 
dare you lie, sir, is that they're, they're tough, man. They're, they're made out of like a canvas material. You can't snag those things. You can't rip those things. You can work on the car. You can work in the yard. You can just sit around and watch Netflix, and they're going to be the perfect breathable pair of pants. Cargo shorts are the bomb, man. You are correct that I still own cargo shorts, but uh, it's my secret shame. The other weekend we went to uh, we went to a retirement party, and Lola forbid me from wearing any cargo <laughs> shorts. Like if it had pockets what? on the side, I, it was not allowed. I could not do it. It was it was it was not up to it was not up to even a simple retirement party. This was a casual cookout type situation. That uh, it just would not fly. Uh, and if, she, if my wife is too ashamed to see me in them, after she's the one who bought them for me years ago, then the time of cargo shorts is over. I actually listened to another podcast the other day that said the same thing. They had a heyday. They were really super popular. Oh, my God. And now, you know what? I listen to your podcast, too. So other podcasts have credibility sometimes. Not yours, but the other ones besides yours. They do know some things. <laughs> and they definitely said the era of, of the cargo shorts is over. And if you're clinging to it, it's kind of a relic. And it's okay if dads want to wear them, if you want to be uncool. Nobody ever said a dad has to be cool. But if you want something that's a little bit cutting edge that makes you fit in that makes you not stand out and be obviously noticed as being out of place you got to retire the cargo pockets you just don't need that much extra space uh you, you know what those chips just eat them you don't need to be carrying them around with you all day in case your teenage son needs food or give him a dollar to go to the vending machine or maybe just make him wait till he gets home he's not going to starve to death that quick there are many solutions to get around this other than turning yourself into a human kangaroo and just shoving things in every pouch you've got <laughs> I didn't. I was laughing. I didn't hear the end of that. Sentence. Shoving things into everyone. Pouch you've got. Oh, okay, good. James, listen. If there's one thing that we've learned from wrong and wronger, it's you can't trust anything that you learn on a podcast. <laughs> and so the fact that another podcast talked about cargo shorts as being passe is all the more reason to say they are in like Flynn, man. Those and my Air Monarchs, and I am ready to walk around the mall for hours. I would not doubt it. And uh, that, that's probably the only exercise you get in a year. And you're probably also the reason malls are collapsing. They have sites like that. People say, you know what? I'm just going to stay home and order off the internet. It's much safer. And you just don't have to run to somebody with those kind of pockets. Because you, you could be carrying anything in there. It make you a threat. I mean, TSA probably cringes when they see you coming through the line. So you've got 75 pockets they've got to pack down. And you, could, you, could, you could be carrying anything in there. It could be hand grenades, knives, ninja stars. Who knows it? It's a threat. I live in the, in the modern world where we just show what we've got right out front you can see my empty hands you can see my reasonably sized pockets that can't possibly hold any kind of a threat because i respect my fellow man and i don't want them to wonder what i'm packing <laughs> well i want all the ladies to be looking at me and wondering <laughs> that same question but cargo shorts are the swiss army knife of pants man like MacGyver would wear cargo shorts if he was around today. I, there's no argument you can make that'll convince anybody that you're going to win this week. I don't even know for sure that you won last week. Yeah, those, the, the bigger number definitely didn't beat the smaller number. I know math's confusing like that. Well, let me put it to you this Be, way. My number was so small, I think there was a decimal placement <laughs> problem in my number. Let me just leave you with this closing thought, dear listener, singular. Yeah. Uh, if you were in a store right now, either buying shorts for yourself or buying them for a loved one, and you saw two very similar options, one with cargo pockets and one without cargo pockets, which one would you buy right now in 2019? I think that's the only answer. The answer. <laughs> that's the only answer you need. <laughs> well, pull the dice out of one of your side pockets, cargo man, and roll them. See how the people can vote for Steve. All right, so I have some dice here, and I will roll them in my 
hostage situation dim light. We'll see if I can see what it comes up. <laughs> if you want to vote for me and normal shorts and the end of the cargo era, vote for 13. If you want to vote for well, Steve and number. be pro cargo shorts, vote 73. And if you want to throw your vote away on a random number, vote 79. All right. So Breakwell has appropriately labeled himself Lucky 13. So if you want Damien Thorne from The Omen to be who you vote for, hit that one. If you want the lucky number seven in the number that you vote for, you know that's Steve-O. So hit 73. And uh, James, we got to wrap this because we have a whole lot more FaceTime coming up here. Isn't that a great <laughs> That was your whole your whole goal was just to grind me down. The despair I have at how much more talking we have to do is going to just cut into everything. But luckily, I still made the winning argument. I still pulled it off despite your mind games. What evs? See, I'm up to date and I wear cargo shorts. All right. So, for Steve Olivas and speaking on behalf of James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell, we're saying thanks for listening, thanks for watching, and as the hostages are instructed <laughs> to say from the placard, two wrongs can make a right. <laughs>